Well, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Ray Bevan, and it's a joy to be with you uh, today, especially during this time. Uh, it's been a dif- bit of a difficult time, and people are asking all sorts of questions. And, and like every other minister, when this pandemic hit, and as it sort of uh, perpetuates, um, you know, we seem to ask the question, we go to God and we say, Jesus, what are you saying during this time? What is actually happening? What are you saying to the church right now? And I was doing that this week and uh, just sitting there praying, saying, Jesus, what are you saying to the church? What word do you have for the church right now? And immediately the Holy Ghost came back to me and said this, Ray, stop asking me what am I saying this is the time to remind yourself of what I've already said. And it shook me a little bit. And then he showed me the scenario of the disciples in the boat. You know the story? Um, Jesus was sleeping in the boat. The storm was smashing up against the boat. The water was coming in. The disciples were panicking. They thought they were going to drown. And, uh, you know, the very fact that Jesus was sleeping in the boat should have been an indication that uh, everything was okay. But they woke him up. You know the story. They woke him up in the panic. And they basically said the same thing. Jesus, what's happening here? Jesus, do something. Jesus, you know, say something. And we know the story. Jesus got up and he rebuked the storm. And then I think tongue-in-cheek, he turned to the disciples and he said, where, where, where was your faith? And then, you know, he, uh, with that statement, he was reminding them, like, don't you remember what I was teaching you this morning? Just before we came on this trip, don't you remember the, the, the teaching of when I was teaching you about how the seed goes into the heart and the heart produces fruit? the parable of the sower. Don't you remember that? How I told you that sometimes when the seed goes into the heart, the cares of this world, the stuff that's happening around you, will attack that word of promise and choke it. Now he said, here we are in the middle of this storm and you've already forgotten what I've taught you. I want you to remember. And then he said, I can imagine him saying, you know, or thinking in that statement, um, what did I say this just a few hours ago? We jumped in the boat, and I said to you, let's go to the other side. So there, I promised you that whatever happened on the way, we would get to the other side. So instead of waking me up saying, asking me, what are you saying, Jesus? You, you should have remembered of what I'd already said. And you know, when I was thinking about that whole thing, and when the Holy Ghost responded to me by saying, Ray, um, stop asking me what am I saying. Remember what I've already said. And, uh, and then in the context of this pandemic, as many people are asking that question, Jesus, what are, you, what are you saying? Let's remember right now what he already said to the church 2,000 years ago. 
And it's as if, wow, this pandemic, this virus has hit, this pandemic has come, and it's taken God by surprise, and we don't know what to do. And as he was talking to me, he said, wait, tell the church these two things. Remind them of two things that I said that will help them um, endure this, this, this stuff that's going on right now. And the first thing he said was this, tell the church it's time to look up, not look in. And I'm going to make this statement right now. This virus is not the result of an imperfect church. It's the result of fulfilled prophecy. And what really annoys me is when stuff like this happens, there are preachers who, who rake out 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then, God says, I'll forgive you and I'll heal your land. It's as if the church's fault. It's as if many of the preachers are saying the reason why this pandemic has hit the earth is because the church is not humble enough, not repentant enough. It's as if God sits up in heaven with his arms folded like this saying, well, you know, I'm not going to do anything until you reach a standard that I can say, okay, I'm going to wait until you're humble enough until you've repented enough, uh, and then I'll, I'll heal your land. You know? And so, and so here's the church looking in, being introspective, beating herself up, when Jesus actually said, no, this is not the time to look in. This is the time to look up. Remember what I said 2,000 years ago, Luke 21, verse 10 and 11. This is what he said. And because the disciples asked him the question, you know, when is the end of the earth happening? When is all this stuff going to wind up? And Jesus said, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Now watch this. He said, there will be violent earthquakes and there will be famines in various places. And then he said, and there will be deadly, devastating plagues and epidemics. He said, these will be signs that I'm coming soon. So, did he tell us to look in? Did he say, when this happens, you need to, you need to be perfect? You need to be repentant? No. In verse 28 of Luke 21, he says, Now, when you see these things begin to occur... Stand tall. <laughs> Stand tall. Remember who you are. Remember that you are righteous because of my death. Stand tall. He says, um, he says, Stand tall and look up. Not look in. Look up because your redemption is near. So while there are so many people calling the church to look in and repent, Jesus is actually reminding us of what he said 2,000 years ago, to look up and rejoice. This, I know it's tragic, and I know it's tough, and I'll deal with that in a minute. But listen, the climax of history is on our doorstep. He's wrapping things up. We are going home. 
And the second thing, we need to remember what he said was this. This is what he said to my heart. Tell the church this is the time to rebuke and not resign. You see, at the same time, as long as the church, we know, we know that we are going home. We know that our redemption is drawing near. But at the same time, the church is still on the earth. And the only body of people that have been authorized and empowered to resist and rebuke evil, particularly sickness and disease, is the church. The church is the only restraint against the onslaughts of hell. And I tell you, this virus is not from God. God's not judging the church. This virus is from hell, and we've been authorized to rebuke it and resist it in Jesus' name. It's very interesting. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, uh, Paul the Apostle is talking about the end-day onslaught of evil and antichrist. And he talks about a restraining force on the earth that's holding back the full force of evil. I believe he's talking about the church because he also says this in those verses, there will come a time when this restraining force is removed. And I believe that's when Jesus will come back for his church, take the church out before an onslaught of evil is allowed to run riot. So, until then, we need to stand up. There may be people in your family that are sick. You, could, you have authority to rebuke that. This sickness in, uh, in the nation of South Africa, the church should rise up, stand tall, and rebuke this thing in Jesus' name. We've been authorized to do it. Um, so, uh, don't wake Jesus up and, say, uh, and ask him, what are you saying? Remember what he's already said. Church, this is the time to look up, not to look in. This is the time to remember what he's already said. We will get to the other side. And I'll just wind up with this because I'm going to pray. Because you know there are friends and family in our world that are watching us right now. Do you know governments are spending millions and millions of dollars on mental health issues that has arisen because of this pandemic. This is a perfect opportunity to be a visual aid to our friends. Hey, it's rough, it's tough, but listen, look at the peace in our heart. Look at the way we are reacting towards this. Because Jesus told us uh, that he's going to give us peace that the world cannot give. Your friends are looking at you right now. They are hoping just by the way you react to this pandemic, to have hope themselves. When the centurion stood at the foot of the cross, the one thing that convinced him Jesus was the real deal was how he reacted to the, the, the onslaught of hell against him. And he looked up and he thought, wow, this guy is the real deal. This is the time to start living what we believe. Your friends are watching and you could be the means of opening the door to them, finding the same peace. I'm going to pray for you right now. And I don't know if you're watching um, this broadcast right now. And, and um, you are one of those people saying, you know, is there any hope in all this? I'm telling you, 
Jesus is in control and he wants to come and live in your heart and give you a peace that passes understanding. You can invite him into the boat of your life and he will sleep through every storm and you can trust the fact that he's in control. If you would, if you'd like, you know what? Give me the privilege today, right now, of praying with you to receive the peacemaker, the peace giver. And uh, um, even in the middle of this storm, you can find the greatest gift that you've ever received in your life. So Father, in Jesus' name, thank you that in this time of trial and wondering, You've told us to look up, not look in. And, you, and you've told us to, 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 to stand against this thing, to rebuke it, not to resign ourselves to it. And I pray for people right now that, are, that, are, that may be in a place um, um, because of this pandemic where they've actually come to a place where they are ready to, res to give their lives to you. If, if, if that's you right now, just where you are, just pray this prayer after me. Jesus, thank you that you came into the world not to condemn it, but to save it. Jesus, I'm lost and I need to be found. Jesus, I'm empty and I need to be filled. Please come into my life. Thank you. Thank you. Come into my boat. And I will not that whatever storm hits my life, I will get to the other side. Everything will be okay. Well, bless you, everybody. Thank you for watching. And, uh, and uh, I, I just pray the grace of God and the blessing of God on every one of you.